0: Hey guys, I am Caleb Giddings. I'm Keith Finch.
1: And once again, I am Jack. And oh. I'm lit
0: Jack. For the uh, second week in a
2: row, he is lit! You can see him! He's come out of the dark! I feel like he Jack is lit, lit
0: pretty frequently <laughs> if we're being... <laughs> Alright, so anyway, uh, we are keeping our promise from the end of last week's episode, which, God, it feels like it was only 30 That's right, we're ago.
1: better than your dad! We're coming back with the cigarettes and the milk! <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, we might be... Given the uh, youthening demographic of some of our listeners, we might be their dads. Like, I was pretty promiscuous in my 20s, so... so, You're like,
2: like, oh, you're only... Half my age. Holy shit. <laughs> no,
0: it's like when you meet like when Jack meets that like weird, that 15-year-old kid who's like six one and like already has a giant beard and you know, <laughs> and I'm like you are my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, at the end of last week's episode, we kind of went down this rabbit hole on uh gun friend etiquette, like visiting friends. Now if you don't have any friends, you can just turn this episode off. All right. So there goes like might goes
1: make two a thirds
0: friend. of our audience.
1: Hold on. If you don't have any friends, this is what I'm going to tell you to do. You're going to get up, turn this off, go to your car, drive to your nearest motorcycle shop. You're going to buy a motorcycle. Once you bought a motorcycle, you're going to buy a good jacket that you can take crashing because you're going to crash and then you're going to take a motorcycle safety class you got your motorcycle license you're just going to start riding that thing around look for other motorcycles go in there the following things are you are what you're going to learn how to make friends how to talk to people and how to get punched in the mouth and those three things are key to being a good man
0: those are actually really valuable life skills uh i, I don't disagree with any of that so but if you don't have friends yeah go do that this episode is about what to do if you have friends and like so we all and there's a sort of common problem that a lot of people have who are in our particular space in the firearms industry is that a lot of my friends live in fucking Narnia. Okay. Like I,
2: Not, none of my friends live down the road. Like yeah. one, I've got one friend that lived down
0: the road. I have like, I you're like my, you know, one of my closest friends in the world lives in Iowa. Okay. So when, as an example, I have friends in Minnesota, I got friends all over the place. So, but, we try to visit each other. So, and we started going down this rabbit hole of having the friend gun, the pass off gun, the loner gun. Right. And this is so like Jack, explain this concept of the loner gun. Okay. Okay.
1: So one, if you have a friend flying in and they don't have a gun, just as if they didn't have the money for dinner, you buy them dinner. In this case, you're doing the same thing. Um, I would like to uh I should have had this pulled up. Hold on, talk about yourself for a second. Oh, I'll give you okay. a topic. Oh, that's fair. Jack
0: is looking for something. I thought we were I thought he was gonna hold court on here for a minute. Hold oh, on,
1: hold on, talk, wait, talk literally do, for two seconds.
0: One, two, okay, your time. All
1: right. From uh okay, hold on, hold on. Okay. From the book, Havamal, stanza 41. Friends should provide their friends with weapons and clothing. This kind of generosity shows generous mutual giving and is the key to lifelong friendship. That's good stuff.
0: Works for me.
1: Look, you... Have a friend. If he is cold, you put a cloak around him. If he is hungry, you feed him. And if he flew in with only a check bag, you take a nine millimeter, you put it in a holster, and you give it to that dude so that he can go about his business equipped to run into any problems.
0: Now, Correct. one of the fun side effects of the loner gun is it is also an opportunity for you to introduce your friends to guns and gear that they may not be familiar with. So, for example, let's say that you that you got a friend. Who is was flying in to visit you and they have never used uh, like, and they've been using like kind of like mid tier holsters their whole life. Right. And they're just, this, so they got, they, they got, so they got a
2: Glock 19 in a basic plastic holster that they saw on a theoretical Facebook ad. Right. We won't call oh. that out any names, but we know the holsters we're
0: talking about. Yeah. So, and then they fly in and then you give them, you know, and you've got your loaner Glock 19 and you've got it in a dark star gear holster and you give it to them. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden it's got a wing and it tucks and it feels good. And they're like, I can carry this gun all day and it's comfortable. And you're like, not only have I provided you with a friend gun for the duration of your visit here, but I've also probably sold you a holster in the process. So it's, it's a great opportunity Uh, to provide your friends with, uh, open up their eyes to better gear. So that's gun friends. You can also take the
2: tact that Jack and I like, which is when your friend shows up with the subpar thing, you shame them, you push them over into the dirt, you shame them again, and then you hand them the good piece of gear and be like, that's yours now.
0: Bullying does in
2: fact work. Bullying works. So Only on your friends though. Don't bully randoms, bully your friends.
1: Yeah, have a designated gun for this uh mine is a Glock 19 um it's got good irons on it I don't give you a dot if you come here unless you like make a request ahead of time and if you're a better shooter than I like uh I have a really good carry gun if you're a better shooter than I am I'll just use the loader and give you the good one Um, (laughs) you'll save me um it's also wise to have a good ambidextrous inside the waistband holster setup for this that can either be worn at the 3 o'clock position or appendix depending on what they prefer. Mm-hmm. I say this because you might have a friend who's really older than you and doesn't know what appendix carry is. They still are out there, guys. I, I'm telling you. Um, also, their dress, how they're dressing may kind of change that. Um, I use a Darkstar Gear Apollo holster for this. If I know the person flying in is left-handed, it takes me 10 minutes to swap it, and that's because i have adhd and i get distracted
0: i'm gonna Uh, i i i legitimately believe and kind of touched on you know this a little bit talking about like bang for your buck and affordability one of the best loner gun combinations for like a visiting friend is a three-inch taurus 856 38 special and a dark star gear apollo like even if your friend can't shoot a revolver that well it's a easy it's one of the easier revolvers to shoot it's got a longer barrel so recoil is not that bad You've already pre-selected a round that hits to the sites because you know it, because it's your gun. And then you throw it in the Apollo. Again, it's reversible, it's light, it's comfortable, and it's 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 almost like like look in Caleb Giddings Perfect World, they'd fucking sell these things as end caps in dick sporting goods in a blister pack with a box of punch and a Darkstar Gear Apollo. And you just you get the gun, you get the box of Federal Punch, you get the Apollo, you just walk up, you hand the guy 400 dollars For the whole fucking thing, and then you walk out, and you're like,
1: "I'm done." In the Jack Clemens ideal world, it would actually be a vending machine, so I don't have to talk to
0: someone. Yes, yes. Oh, beautiful, beautiful vending machine. How great would that be? Like, there's a vending machine. You do your credit card. It scans your driver's license. It checks you against NICS because that should all be computerized and automated and take two seconds, anyways, and just spits the gun out. And you're like, "Hooray!" (laughs) <laughs> oh, like, but then, uh, but then uh, what uh, will bearded
1: dudes with over opinionated things do to, go to back, have a job
2: most, at, most of the gun store it. guys I know most of the gun store owners not necessarily counter no, but owners I know would take the vending machine option in a heartbeat here plug in your driver's license it fills out nicks for you and and just done done they do that in a heartbeat.
0: How great would a uh, friggin' automatic – anyway, let's – if we start talking about background checks, people are going to get mad. They're gonna be like, but it's an infringement. Yes, it is, but I live in the real world. I, okay. I, I live in the real I – like, I get it. The, sure, the wait, rule on.
2: with Nix is I have to make your dumbass fill All it out. Right. You hey, have dude. to fill it out.
1: If that's your problem. <laughs> you want to talk about buying guns from the back of a car in a crappy parking lot, cool. But like, <laughs> like I'm gonna have to say the word allegedly a lot, and you're not gonna if,
0: if you you're the type that. of guy that
1: if you're the type of guy that complains about that on the internet, you're not gonna feel comfortable making that deal. I already okay. know you.
0: No, no. And you um, know, this is in, in this conversation, there are three people who have definitely sold guns out of the back of a car legally, legally, legally for the record. Jack le- Yeah, it was yeah. Anyway. Uh, and right, so, but hang on. Let's, let's, i want to move the conversation a little bit to like what is if you're the gun friend who is flying to visit uh one of your gun friends uh for i i have a no-go like and this is if one of my gun friends is flying to visit me uh i am probably and this and i'm gonna i'm gonna confess that this might be because of what I do, uh, and you know, kind of how I spend my time, but I'm not going to ask them if they want to go to the range. No, no. I, I, I'm not. I assume that now, if they are visiting me for the express purpose of taking a class together or going shooting or something like that, that's different. But if my friend who happens to like guns is visiting. I probably talk to them about guns enough when we're texting and when we're in different states and that sort of stuff that when they're actually here in person, what I want to do is not that.
2: No, no. If you're going to the range with gun friend, that is probably well established ahead of time. That yeah. was part of the original plan. That's And not
0: then they're going probably be, bringing their hey, own by guns. The way,
1: so I'm going, to, I'm going to divert from the topic a little bit. And I'm, okay. going, to give, I'm going to give a lesson in life um (laughs) this is two if you are friends with someone something you need to do is embrace being comfortable in a silence um do not feel the need when you are with your friends to constantly talk and to constantly reassure the friendship as you become comfortable you will let conversation be a natural thing i'm giving this advice because i had trouble with this when i was much younger i had people who helped me trust me this didn't come easy to me either i know what this means but when you have friends over there's constantly this feeling like i need to be doing something with i need to do something we need to constantly be doing something what do they like to do what can i be doing to them they're your friend they're here to be with you so you can do just something as simple as a long meal go to a nice restaurant where you can sit down and lounge for a couple of hours, Mm -hmm. have some drinks, sit and talk, talk about their lives, talk about what's going on, talk about the world, converse. And this can just as easily be done if you don't have the money for that in your living room with a couple of drinks, Mm -hmm. Uh, be it Coca-Cola, be it bourbon. I don't care which it is about conversing and being comfortable, but during this time there will come a point where there will be a natural lull to the conversation and inevitably there will be the desperate urge within you to fill this as the host fight that urge become comfortable in the mutual silence with friends because this is where you become intimately comfortable it's where we cross the boundary zone from like oh i'm kind of comfortable with someone they're an acquaintance to We're really good friends because we can sit in mutual silence and enjoy something or talk without feeling the need to be pressured into conversation. Why does that interact with handing someone a gun when they get off a flight? Because as good friends, we need to be able to be comfortable with each other. I am not handing a gun to someone off of a flight because, oh, this is cool to do. It is cool to do, but it's because I'm letting them know that, hey, I care about you. You're in my city. You're in my, you're in my town. I want you to be safe while you're here. And at some point, maybe we can hang out. I had a friend who got stranded in Atlanta for a night because of a flight. When I read that on Facebook, we hadn't seen each other. I just knew he was in town. I sent him a message. I was like, Hey, where are you staying at? Let me recommend a restaurant nearby. You have a good time at, I'll tell you if you there's any safety concerns. If you would like a firearm, I will bring it down to the hotel for you. He was like, hey, I actually brought one, but thank you very much. I was like, cool, have a good time. Our friendship did not require that I pressure him into hanging out with me. He was with his wife. They went and had a wonderful time. They enjoyed the restaurant. And, you know, we're still friends because we become into that comfortable zone. Being a friend is about establishing comfort with another individual. And if you're not good at that it takes a little bit of practice so i'm telling you fight the urge to talk in the quiet parts it's uh
2: very it's like good, good life advice,
0: advice that, for that jack honestly so it. you know <clears throat> well like yeah no we all agree with that um yeah. i think one of the most fun things that you can do with one of your friends especially if it's somebody that you're close with uh is and now this is also probably one of my favorite things to do. And I sort of have, there's a bit of selection bias because I'm friends with people who like to do this. But we like to go to bars during happy hour, sit, have some appetizers, have some drinks, and f- people watch. Because a especially if you have a little bit of disposable income and you can go to like a nice steakhouse with a, that has a bar in it, because the people watching in that restaurant from about 4 p.m. to 6 p.m., is fucking glorious it's magnificent you will have a good time you'll make friends with the bartender um who will say hilarious things like so who will say hilarious things for example like when someone asks to change the channel off the wnba game he's gonna say but who doesn't like crisp bounce passes and fundamental layups Right. Uh, Look, i
1: like good fundamental basketball
0: <laughs> yeah i know which is why i like low scoring games <laughs>
1: No one watches the WNBA.
0: No. More people watch USPSA matches than watch the WNBA. <laughs>
1: what are we going to talk about? The paycheck division between USPSA and IDPA shooters.
0: <laughs> <clears throat> Let's talk about. Hang on, wait. Is there? Uh, wh- ooh, there is actually. There's an interesting pay gap because. I know more people who get paid money to shoot IDPA than I know people who get paid to shoot USPSA, which is not something that a lot of people talk about. Um, I also know more people who in the current I wonder if it's
1: because IDPA is more approachable and therefore better ROI.
0: I know (laughs) more people who have... Here's the other crazy thing, and this has been in my lifetime. I have watched USPSA matches just go to having no prize tables, right? Whereas every IDPA match, every major match that I have been to in the last two years has prizes. Most of them have guns that you can win. And you it's not you won the match, you get a gun. It's you have a raffle ticket that you got for buying your ticket to the match, and then you might win a gun. And I could do a whole episode on why I think that's better and more accessible, uh, which, of course, I get- my my favorite model I've seen of this
2: was that there was both. There was a raffle table mm-hmm. and there was a order of order of match table.
0: Yeah. So they did that at uh, Bianchi Cup this year where they had like if you
1: say that again?
0: What? Bianchi Cup?
1: Is it not Bianchi?
0: It's Bianchi. John, it's named after John Bianchi. My whole life. T-I-L. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, so at the, at the cup this year, they did that where, like, the top three finishers in the division won prizes for that division. But they also had a table full of rad, random raffles that they were giving away, which I thought was pretty clever. Um, but anyway, uh, be cool to your friends if your friends travel in. Oh, and also don't uh, don't ever assume. Maybe your friend is like, I don't care. You know, I don't need a gun. Just offer it. Be like, hey, if you want a burner while you're here, I got one for you, homie. Uh, mm-hmm. and just leave it at that. Be cool about it, but have a good one set aside like you know you can have I think you're you know kind of the 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 nineteen seventeen that we talked about in last week's episode absolutely nineteen seventeen size with a dark Star rate, gear holster rate you're rate option.
1: A baseline friend has a bur- has a pistol that you can borrow while you're in town. A based friend also has an AR-15, a chest rig, and a couple of smoke grenades for you to have while you're in town.
0: <clears throat> and on that note... Hey Keith, remember that time were... we went to the Lido? <laughs> <laughs> Crime. He was so
2: excited. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Alright, and on that note, guys, thanks for everyone for liking, sharing, subscribing, watching, listening, and all of that stuff. Tell us about your loaner guns for your friends in the comments, or don't, because, you know, you don't have paper on them and you don't want the ATF to know about that shit. I'm not your dad. Do what you want. See you next week.